Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America Podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now, here he is, the Peabody Award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate you sharing part of your day with us. And I want to take just a moment to, again, thank you for making us a top-tier political podcast and for what has been a meteoric growth rate from our inception just over three months ago. We've grown at an amazing 2,500% rate in that time. We're deeply grateful to you, and we thank you. Today, we'll be talking about all varieties of politics, geopolitical, domestic, partisan, and party politics, and the politics of ideological conflict, and of course, the political economy, whether proximate and local or global. And we turn first to the latest on the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and all Ukraine is now, of course, a war zone. Every city, a battlefield. Putin has thrown more of his troops into the invasion. He's ordered more missiles, rockets, and bombs directed to strategic targets in the attacks. And in Kiev, the Russians warned citizens to leave and then immediately began devastating attacks that, if sustained, would level much of the city that has already been under siege for almost a week. Volodymyr Zelensky spoke to the European Parliament and asked for their urgent assistance as a 40-mile-long convoy of tanks and trucks loaded with Russian troops rolls slowly toward Kiev. That slow and halting pace of the convoy has led some U.S. military analysts to speculate that the Russians are running out of fuel and food. Zelensky and many of his military analysts say that the next 48 hours could determine Ukraine's fate. Zelensky asked the Europeans, what difference, though, does it make to say for 80 years that we will never forget and then stand silent when bombs are falling on the site where Nazis massacred tens of thousands of Jews in World War II? Zelensky, of course, is right. These are dark and critical hours in Ukraine. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is both absent and silent. No one seems to know why the White House has receded from the Ukraine crisis, but the European Union has filled the leadership vacuum that is left and has organized a broad response of military aid and humanitarian assistance, although it's unclear whether that desperately needed support will arrive in time for the Ukrainians. International crises usually bolster presidential ratings, boost a president's approval ratings, but not for this president not for President Biden as he prepares to give his State of the Union speech. Already, Biden's politics of the moment are excruciatingly painful and for the entire Democratic Party. 
From the Afghan withdrawal disaster on, the Biden White House has made one calamitous mistake after another, and his polling has plunged to historic levels. The McLaughlin National Monthly poll has been released, and the headline on that poll is, quote, Joe Biden can't even wag the dog, end quote, referencing the usual public suspicion that a president creates national security threats whenever he gets unpopular, particularly in an election year. Joining us now on The Great America Show is leading Republican strategist and pollster, the McLaughlin Group's John McLaughlin. John, good to have you with us here on The Great America Show. John, I've watched a lot of approval numbers over my career. I've never seen a president drop this far, this broadly. This looks like an entire collapse for this president. Your thoughts? Uh, absolutely agree. And uh, the last time we spoke, we were talking about his numbers were cracking up, where, where, uh, uh, where basically President Biden's numbers were uh, uh, imploding within his Democratic base, where 22% of the voters in our surveys that we released just last Friday, uh, we put out a survey where 22% of the Biden 2020 voters uh, disapprove of the job he's doing. And when you think about it, he had, you know, he had a, a, a where you're dealing with the war issue where at a time when people tend to rally around the president, he's not improved his numbers where his job approval is only 41 percent. The disapproval is 57 percent among all voters. And now you have other polls like the Washington Post. ABC says it's only 37 percent. Quinnipiac, which favors Democrats, only 37 percent. So the independents they're finding in their surveys are really upset at the president because it's everything from inflation, the border, a national crime wave. And now you have have Putin invading neighboring countries, and there's nothing this president can do to deter that. So uh, our friend Donald Trump looks really good in retrospect to a lot of voters right now. Yeah, I noticed in your polling that he is still just as strong as he can be. Uh, I don't know if, if it's... Uh, you know, how correlated that is to President Biden's awful numbers. But it seems to me that the president numbers, irrespective of what was had, what's been happening to Biden, uh, has been strong and is he looks even stronger to me. Is that is that accurate? That's true. With, with President Trump, 66 percent of the of the Republican primary voters want to see him run again. If he were to run again, they vote from 80 percent to 16 in a Republican field of 14 potential candidates. Donald Trump gets 54% of the vote. The second closest candidate nationally is DeSantis at 12% and Mike Pence at 8%. So there's real buyer's remorse about President Trump not being the president right now. And he would beat Biden 48-45. He would beat Kamala Harris 50-43. And Hillary Clinton, supposedly the savior of these Democrats, he would beat her 50-43. to And when you're looking at those numbers... Um, he's winning independence, for example, against Hillary Clinton, 53 to 34, 22 percent of the African-American vote goes for President wow. Trump and 49 percent of the Hispanics to only 43 for Clinton. So he's winning the Hispanic vote, getting a quarter of the hit black vote. Uh, he's he's winning independence overwhelmingly. So when you look at the actual people that uh, if they approve of, of Joe Biden, Sure, Trump only gets 10%, but that's only four to 10 voters. 
among the ones that disapprove of Biden, Trump wins 80 to 15. So Joe Biden's implosion uh, on a host of foreign policy issues, domestic issues, it's saying, leaving people saying there's real buyer's remorse. We wish Donald Trump was president again. And uh, it's, it's only reinforcing Trump's base. And the more they attack him, the more go, they go after him. Uh, Donald Trump looks very good these days. It is curious to me, though, given all the strength of the of the president in all of this polling, uh, President Trump, that the Republican rhinos, uh, as they are want to be, <laughs> rhinos in name uh, only, uh, it's 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 stunning to me that they cannot understand that to function, this party has to follow Donald Trump right now. Uh, I don't know what the future holds, but right now it is the party of Trump. Why is that so difficult for them to understand, at least strategically, uh, if not ideologically? Well, it's because, the, you know, you have the workers now run the country club and that's got them very upset because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like if, if you watch the if you watch a, uh, if you watch that, what is that old movie, Caddyshack? Ted Baxter uh-huh. plays that candidate, Judge Smales, who runs the country, and all of a sudden the caddies are running the country club. That's what Donald Trump did. He turned the Republican Party into a party of working Americans against, uh, you know, the swamp and the elites. And and really, when you think about it, the Democrats have become the party of uh, the, the the big tech elites and the, and the uh, you know the wine and cheese liberals, and they're mixing it up with the socialists. But the working people in America, in the heartland and Sun Belt of America, they respect Donald Trump because when he was president, you had workfare. You know, if you wanted something that was temporary and you needed help, you worked for it. Uh, you got tax cuts so people could work. And now you've got, you know, a Democrat Party who is talking about giving people money who don't work, giving our taxpayer dollars to illegal immigrants giving, you know, free health care, free college to people that that, you know, basically don't have to work for it. And that's that's the function of socialism. And two thirds of the voters in this poll that we took end of February disagree with the they don't they don't they agree that big government socialism doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, I love I love, John, this uh, I I love this Biden Marxism, uh, socialism, whatever you want to call it where he gives $450,000 to an immigrant family who crossed into the country illegally, but they'll only mm-hmm. give $50,000 to a young man or right. woman who wants to volunteer for the military to serve the United States of America. I, I mean, this is pretty rough stuff, uh, but it does set the tone, doesn't it? Right. And and what's, what's scary about the survey is when we ask, we've been tracking, and these numbers are on our website at mclaughlinonline.com when we've been asking them about the state of the economy, um, 57% of the voters told us we're in recession right now. And we, when we asked if it's getting better or worse, 63% said it's getting worse, only 31 better. And it's a different kind of recession where, you know, back when Obama was president or the Democrats uh, were running things, people, businesses were closing, we're losing jobs. Now it's about inflation. Now it's about Hey, the price of meat has doubled. Price of gas yep. has gone from less than two dollars a gallon to it's headed for four or five dollars a gallon. So people are are seeing this hidden Biden tax and inflation, where the national 
debt has gone from 21 trillion to 30 trillion in a year. Yeah. Means our standard of living is declining, and people are feeling that you know this is the high tech Biden recession that this, their social spending is causing. Yeah, it's it's very abstract to talk to to voters about thirty trillion dollars in national debt or nine trillion dollars sitting on the the balance sheet of the Fed. But when you start talking about uh, a, a citizen. Uh, a consumer having to shove $20 bills into his or her gas tank, uh, it gets real in a big hurry. And that's exactly. what, that's exactly what is happening. Uh, let me, I, you know, I, I, I got a kick out of your headline uh, on the Newsmax article, McLaughlin poll, Joe Biden can't even wag the dog. Uh, a great headline, John. And I just have to say, if he can't wag the dog, what in heck? Can he wag to to emerge from this malaise? Well, I think, first of all, I think a lot of people are afraid that, you know, I mean, you saw uh, Joe Biden. He offered Zelensky, uh, the, the, the president of Ukraine, you know, sanctuary and a ride out of Ukraine. And Zelensky mm -hmm. accurately thought that, well, should I go with the guy who surrendered afghanistan and take a risk with him no i'm not leaving the country and going with biden because that didn't go well and and you wonder about the corruption with biden where you know his 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 son hunter and his family's you know business where they were making money off russian oligarchs ukrainian oligarchs uh the chinese you wonder about you know the corruption where you know he won't he won't really help Ukraine with arms and weapons that to defend themselves won't give them planes. Uh, right. but on the other hand, he's willing to say, I'll, I'll take you out of the country, you know, so that, you know, the Ukrainian government will lose their leader so that there'll be a collapse. Exactly. And that's what happened in Afghanistan. And you, you have to wonder is like, shouldn't Congress be looking into the Biden family corruption? Uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, there could be real ties here where we don't realize it, but they could be taking instructions from Putin for all we know, or 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 Z. So it's like there's there's, there's a serious weakness and a serious corruption level here that the American voters, you know, deserve to have answered. So I think based on these poll numbers, I think American voters are getting the idea that there's a little more to this fellow Biden uh, than they wanted to acknowledge in 2020 uh, because it's it's rather circular isn't it suddenly uh, Putin and Xi Jinping are strategic partners suddenly uh, Ukraine which was the playground of the Clintons uh, and the Obamas and the Bidens uh, is uh, under attack and the first thing he does is revert to as you correctly say his Afghan template that worked so well for him and for America, he wants to take Zelensky out, and Zelensky has the judgment to say, I'd rather be uh, sitting here in the middle of mortal combat rather than be uh, under the wing of Joe Biden uh, and all of his pals in America. It's quite a statement. Yes, and it's really scary for America. And, they, and by the way, in the same survey we did, and this is a thousand likely voters across the country, and it's modeled after the 2020 election, we asked them feelings about the Iran nuclear deal, because that's getting very little attention right now. And the Biden administration 
is basically negotiating with the Iranians to go back into the same deal where they were going to develop a bomb or, or at least a nuclear weapon somehow. And yeah. when you when you ask these voters, uh, do you trust Joe Biden to negotiate a deal with Iran? Thirty five percent say they do, but 52 percent don't. And they say what and when you ask them, what's the bigger threat, the war in Ukraine? Uh, 21% agree with that, but 63% saying a nuclear Iran is a bigger threat. And they also think that uh, uh, Iran is the greatest threat to the United States, 71%. And you've got uh, uh, 70% of the voters, if the Democrats go back into the Iran deal that would allow them to get nuclear weapons, 70% of all voters would be less likely to vote for them. So, so you know, after... Whatever's going on in Ukraine and Russia right now, underneath it all, we've got a big concern about what Joe Biden is doing with Iran, that they'll go back to the deal that Trump correctly threw out, put sanctions on them, stop them from getting a nuclear weapon. But unfortunately, it may only be temporary because Joe Biden's going to go back to the same bad deal that's brought them to the brink of being able to develop a nuclear weapon. I mean, it's just these are scary times. Scary times and and propitiously, we have a State of the Union address from Joe Biden. I assume that it will, as is tradition, uh, come from the from the Capitol, not the basement of in Delaware. But what do you expect of Joe Biden in tonight's State of the Union? Because anything resembling candor will scare the hell out of most Americans. Well, you know, I mean, you wonder if he's gotten the message yet. Like at some point, Bill Clinton, after the 94 election, got the message where he said in the State of the Union after that was the year of big government's over. And he reversed on on a lot of policies, whether it was passing a capital gains tax cut. He worked with New Gingrich to balance the budget. He, uh, uh, you know, he he actually uh, tried to make himself more moderate and triangulate. when uh, uh, when sure Hillary Clinton and the other liberals in the White House were objecting and wanted to go far to the left here, Joe Biden, I don't see a break. I don't see anybody don't saying know. we've got to stop this. And, you know, they've been they've been telegraphing ahead of time that they're going to have more spending programs. Well, that's just going to fuel inflation. And 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 they're talking about, uh, you know, they're not talking about securing the border. They're not talking about, uh, you know, uh, doing anything with crime. I mean, we have crime in our cities across the country. Uh, and you wonder, you know, what he might say or not say that on the, you know, Ukraine, Russia war or Iran that, you know, our, our enemies are going to be listening. And, and you, you really got to realize that when he surrendered Afghanistan last August, uh, it, it gave a signal to the rest of the world in terms of our enemies that they could test this president and they're probably going for as much as they can before uh, before the Republicans take over Congress and Donald Trump gets reelected. Well, I, I have to think there are two things going on right now uh, in the mind of Xi Jinping. One is, what was I thinking when I selected Vladimir Putin as my strategic global partner? Uh, and two, thinking, well, as bad as things are for Putin right now, 
and uh, in, in Ukraine and Europe. What is the opportunity for me in Taiwan? Uh, we have a president who is not easily focused, I'll put it that way, uh, and all sorts of uh, things flow from the, his obvious weakness, uh, his feeble-mindedness, uh, his absolutely absurd agenda. It, geopolitically, he is an invitation to our enemies, is he not? Yeah, and 61% of all voters in the United States think he should be, you know, have a take a cognitive test and release it publicly. And the media is blacking out that issue, but the voters have still gotten it. So when he speaks to probably uh, a, a relatively empty uh, chamber tonight, because I don't think they're allowing the Congress to meet because of the, the mask and whatever mandates they've got. So there's only yeah, going to be so many people. Yeah, John, they, they lifted that mandate just in time for the State of the Union. Oh, did they? Did they yep, figured that they just, out. Okay. Yeah, they've got that right. They triangulated on that one. Yeah. yeah so that was, that was good because they, they're going to need, a, the media is going to need a lot of audience shots of, of loyal Democrats like Nancy Pelosi, which voters will hate because uh, almost six out of 10 voters don't like her. But they'll need a lot of cutaway shots like that because. If, if his teleprompter doesn't have a good night, Joe Biden won't have a good night. And uh, the fortunate thing for him is <laughs> it may be really low uh, ratings for them. And so, uh, I mean, that's the best. If I was a if I was a Biden operative, I'd be hoping for low ratings because the more voters see him, six out of 10 Americans think that this president, you know, doesn't have it. So they, they want him tested and they want to see, you know, they want to know what the results of his public health record are. We're well, talking with uh, with Congressman Dr. Ronnie Jackson uh, just the other day. Uh, he has been calling for a cognitive test uh, of this president for a very long time. The White House just simply rejects it out of hand. But people forget that was raised about President Trump and Dr. Jackson immediately gave him a cognitive test, the standard cog uh, cognitive test, which he passed with flying colors. These these folks in this White House won't go near their president with a cognitive test because they already know yeah. the answers. And by the way, uh, Dr. Jackson was the White House physician uh, to President George W. Bush, uh, to uh, Barack Obama, as well as uh, uh, Donald Trump. So he knows whereof he speaks. Your thoughts? No, I think I think Congressman Jackson, Ronnie Jackson, Admiral Jackson. I mean, he's he's he's. He, he's an honest person, and uh, he did a very good job for President Trump and his duties great at the job. White House. Now he's doing a great job in Congress, and he's he, he he's telling it like it is. And you've got a mainstream media blackout because they're afraid of the answer. So yeah. they they should be calling for it. And you know the Democrats. I mean that that's they have control of this president, and the, the big government socialists are running the White House and. Uh, the American people, we're just waiting for an election. It can't happen soon enough. Absolutely. I, I just wanted to take a look here quickly. Uh, McLaughlin Associates uh, CPAC convention poll of the registrants. The issues most important to those conservatives, election integrity, immigration, the border right. wall, constitutional rights, inflation, cost of living, uh, then national security and foreign policy. 
there's not anything there for uh, CRT, uh, for ESG, uh, or for any uh, <laughs> of those issues that preoccupy even the minds of our military leaders in the Pentagon. Uh, it is really quite a disconnect in the body politic, isn't it? Right, and that CPAC, that you know, that CPAC convention of activists, they, they, you know, you have almost all of them approve the job that President Trump did. I mean, his numbers are, when you think about the base, they're stronger than Ronald Reagan's was. And I, and, you know, I used to work for Arthur Finkelstein, who was one of the pollsters for Reagan. So those of us who volunteered for Reagan's campaign in '76 that were elated when he got elected in a landslide in 1980. Um, you know, we remember how strong Reagan was. President Trump's even stronger now. And when you look at the continued support he gets from the activists in, in Florida uh, or Texas last year, it was even better. And, uh, you know, he's, he's people, the, the activists, the mainstream body of America, the moderates, the independents, they want to see President Trump uh, elected again because Biden is just failing spectacularly and the country's paying a price for it. The polling result that I just fascinates me is that there is sufficient awakening, uh, not wokeness, awakening uh, to the reality. And when asked the question, would Vladimir Putin have attacked and invaded Ukraine were President <laughs> Trump still in office? Over 60% in poll after poll says, they say, absolutely not. That's yeah. an honest and candid answer from people who know what we have in the White House and what we lost when uh, after the 2020 election. You're, you're thinking on it. Yeah, those uh, I saw those numbers in the Rasmussen Report survey, and they track closely with ours. And uh, uh, when you're looking at that, you know, it's like some people may not like Donald Trump's style. They may not like a comment here or there, but they respected him and they knew our enemies feared him. And I mean, President Trump, you know, was not kidding where I think he told reporters that because uh, um, I saw him before the CPAC meeting. I was down in Florida and I saw President Trump and, and we met and, uh, you know, Putin had, you know, hinted about invading, invading uh, Ukraine before, as he did when Barack Obama was president. And they took Crimea. He hinted about that again, and I think President Trump bluntly told him, if you do that, we'll bomb Moscow. And, uh, you know, no one doubted uh, President Trump's ability or, or determination to keep uh, the world at peace and the United States safe. And whether, you're, whether you were General Soleimani with Iran or you were uh, Assad in Syria, when Trump was having dinner with G. You know, they they were using chemical weapons against civilians and President Trump took action and knocked out their, you know, their ability to do it by knocking out the Air Force with some missiles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're better off that they respect you and fear you than they, they like you because these are dangerous people and they don't have a pollster. They basically probably shot their pollsters if they didn't like the results in some of these, you know, countries, whether it's Russia or China, you're not allowed to poll there. So, uh, you know, so President Trump, you know, he, he, he's a man of his word. He's a businessman. He's not like a typical politician or some diplomat. He's going to tell, he's going to tell you where you stand and what he thinks. And, uh, America is better off for it. So. And, and to, 
and the, and he is a great American. You know, you're talking about the, the the caddies taking over the the golf uh, the country club yeah. uh, in, in Caddyshack. Uh, it's it's sort of a, it's an interesting metaphor because here's a man in Donald Trump who owns more golf courses and prestigious yeah. courses than any man in America, in which he wants the caddies uh, to be well paid, well respected, uh, and uh, you know run run that country club uh, metaphorically. It's really interesting that that man, that billionaire, can have that connection and that relationship with uh, the the forgotten American working man and woman in this country, our middle class. It's a it's a wonderful thing to behold, and the last, I think, the last relationship anyone would have expected politically, don't you think? Um, yes, but if you if you know Donald Trump, and I've known him for a while, mm-hmm. his background was that of he's from Queens. He didn't grow up in Manhattan. He grew up in the outer borough and he, you know, he, he, uh, uh, yeah, he went to Penn, but before that he went to Fordham. <laughs> and, and so he's, he's got this background where on this construction sites, he'll ask the workers what they think. He'll ask, you know, people that are just average people, how they're doing, how, what's going on with them. And, and even in his own clubs, the people that work for him, you know, he'll be first one to say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So he's in touch. You know, he doesn't believe in the scientific polls as much in the fancy polling as much as there's a gut feel in him talking to real people. And when he's in touch with people, that's that's when he's at his best. And you can see that at his rallies when pe- the people come there. And basically, um, he's he's what I called the blue collar billionaire where we, we all knew he was a billionaire and we all knew he was uh, uh, had done very well and was successful in life, but he was our guy. And so, you know, people respected him for that. And they knew he has this, he has this affinity and care for people that work for a living. And uh, he, you know, he's been successful. He's taking care of people at work. And, uh, you know, it's, it would be good to have that back in the white house and inside the Potomac again, but yeah. the establishment doesn't seem to like that. Well, I can, all I will, you know, all I can say to that is, thank God this president isn't one of those who would have walked away, uh, sulked, uh, and uh, retired from the arena. Instead, 2020 has so infuriated him, so offended him, uh, and thank God, uh, 100 million Americans as well, uh, that he is. Uh, now so essential to to American politics and to the good of this country uh, as he is fighting uh, to come back in 2022 with the, taking the House and the Senate and in 2024 uh, taking back the White House. And it's a it's a long journey, I know, but it's a journey that we also know uh, Donald Trump makes an ideal leader uh, for us to uh, to make that journey safely and securely and successfully. I want to ask you uh, about the midterms, of course. Uh, we have 30, what is it, 34 Senate seats up, uh, 20 GOP, 14 DIM. Uh, today, the Texas primary is wide open. It's, it begins. Uh, and with all of these seats that are up, all of these retirements, DIMs, 31 DIMs retiring from the House, uh, 16 GOPers ret- uh, retiring as well. But that 31 Dems is the most uh, in decades. Uh, is the Republican Party ready to have a wave election a, uh, to, to take uh, both the House and the Senate back? 
Well, well, I think it's a long way to go. And uh, I think that, you know, President Trump and his supporters intend to keep the Republican Party on track uh, because they're they're active in these primaries. They're supporting their candidates. There's more people that are running that they make America great candidates. Last week I was down. The reason I was in Florida was to be at the uh, Make America Great uh, Forum for their candidates at uh, Mar-a-Lago. And, uh, you know, nationally we're ahead in the poll that we put out Friday. Republicans are ahead 47, 45. And uh, it yeah, closed a little bit. I was surprised it was well, so close. Yeah. yeah. And, but the undecided voters, the ones who are undecided, seven out of ten of them, think the country's on the wrong track and, and two to one, they disapprove the job that Biden's doing. So it's a, so it's a hidden vote for the Republicans. So John, if let me they ask can you this. Nominate the right candidates and play offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it so close? This, uh, that 2%, <laughs> why, why are Biden and Trump uh, so close uh, in uh, your polling? Well, when you think, well, we still have a long way to go. When you, when you think about, it, there's a lot of media censorship and they, they cover things like the January 6th, uh, you know, yeah. protests and they co- they cover things like, oh, the, you know, the attorney general in New York's investigating Donald Trump, et cetera. But when you peek, when you look at the people that are covering the real issues in the elections, uh, just look at Virginia last year where the Republicans won the governor's race mm-hmm. in a state that Biden won by 10 points. Look at Nassau County, New York, where Biden won by 10 points, but they ran a Democrat who supported, who helped write the law and cast this bail. And the Republicans, you know, won the district attorney's race, race by almost 20 points. And then they took a, they took out a popular county executive uh, with Bruce Blakeman winning that race. And now I, today I was at the, the convention for the Republicans in New York and Lee Zeldin won the convention with 85 percent of the vote. And he's a committed Donald Trump supporter. And you know, when you look at New York State, two thirds, almost two thirds of the voters think the state's had it on the wrong track. The the incumbent governor hasn't changed the Cassius bail law. Uh, she's not incumbent; she's unelected, but she took over after right. Cuomo. But when you look at the corruption in New York, uh, and and also the uh, the crime in New York and the the, the misspending, I mean, Lee Zeldin has a great chance to to win in in New York and you know, win the state that Joe Biden carried and send a message because uh, even the bluest parts of the country, uh, whether they're a Democratic county that's mostly Hispanic on the Texas border with Mexico or uh, Mm -hmm. places like California, I think you're going to see upsets across the country where the Democrats still have time between now and November to change course, but they're not changing course. The AOCs of the world are doubling down. I mean, the Democrat Socialists of America have have announced that the Russia-Ukraine war is due to American imperialism. I mean, are they serious? I love that. I mean, AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez belongs to that group. They think it was American imperialism that caused this war. I mean, you have to be kidding me. And then the vast majority of Americans disagree with this. And we will we will we're just waiting for the elections to vote. And I think you'll see today in Texas in the primaries, Trump candidates will win and Trump candidates will go on and win in November. Yeah, I, I, that's reassuring, because as you might infer from what I'm the way I'm asking these questions, I want a damn landslide come November uh, for the Republicans. Right. I, I don't want anything less than a landslide. Uh, I want no doubt in anyone's mind what just hit them. Uh, 
and I would love to see this uh, country come together. Uh, those 34 Senate seats really bother me a lot, though, uh, because with Mitch McConnell there, uh, it, it's, it doesn't look strong to me because this is, as, as you're saying, your polling reflects, the public wants Donald Trump uh, vo uh, candidates and not Mitch McConnell candidates. And in the Senate, these right. are Mitch McConnell candidates for the GOP, aren't they? Well, that's what you, well, that's why you have primaries. And when you look at uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia, he's slightly ahead over the Democrat Warnock. But Herschel Walker, he's going to have a token primary, and he'll end up winning because he's Donald Trump's candidate. Yeah, um, a, I think you'll a, see and a, a great guy. He's a great guy. Yes, yes, and and you've got Adam Laxalt, a Trump, you know, support uh, uh, candidate, supported candidate. He's he's got a very good shot of winning in Nevada. I think you're going to see a, a Republican like I'm working with Jim Lehman, who's very strong on uh, securing the border and immigration issues. And he's an airborne Cold War airborne uh, veteran. He's 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 in Arizona running for Senate. I think I think we can win in New Hampshire. Um, so and we might even have some surprises like Leora Levy winning in Connecticut against Blumenthal because people know he lied about Vietnam, let alone other issues. Yeah. Um, so so I think we have a very good shot at turning around the Senate and I think the primaries will play out. We'll, we'll see who the candidates are, but I think there will be uh, Donald Trump supported candidates and uh, the people inside the beltway who want power, they'll have to go along with us. Otherwise they, they'll, they'll blow the elections. And that's why, that's why when you say with the generic vote, I think the voters are waiting to see who the candidates are, what the primaries decide. And, uh, you know, who, who, who agrees with them on the issues? Cause we know where the majority of Americans agree on immigration, crime, spending, national security. Um, that, you know, they, the, the majority of Americans agree on these issues and we just got to nominate candidates that reflect that agreement. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And you used an expression that I thought it thought interesting because it, it brought back to me 2010 and the tea party. Uh, mm -hmm. When you said if uh, they want to hang on to power, they're going to have to go along with these new vibrant Trump candidates who win. I think there's also a high degree of residual doubt in the electorate whether it, uh, as to whether or not if you uh, whether or not changing leadership is possible. And a very strong suspicion that if you don't change leadership, if you don't get rid of McConnell, if you don't get rid of McCarthy and their teams of rhinos, uh, that nothing will change. How do you respond to that? Well, I'm I'm focused on I'm focused on my getting my candidates through primaries and get my candidates through November. They'll decide who the leaders are after that. So, I I think uh, I I think as as far as right now goes. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't take anything for granted. I don't start, you know, let I, I, I'm like, you got to run the campaigns. You got to play to win. You got to run on the issues after. And then on the, on election day, we count the votes and see who's won. So, uh, I'm not, uh, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not right now, uh, focused on the inside battles inside the beltway stuff in Washington yet. I think, I think first of all, we got to get the right people into Congress, into the Senate, and then go from there. So, Maybe we and, got the and right if they're down, and well, I, th I think 
I think President Trump's doing a good job of picking people to support so far. So we'll see. So, but uh, yeah. generally, I I end up working for a pro-Trump conservative. So that's that's the right. <laughs> that's I'm trying to do my job. So we'll see. You're doing you're you're doing the Lord's work. Then you're doing the Lord's work, John. Uh, in that regard, though, you and I both know we have a pragmatic sense uh, to our perspectives. I think that we both share, and that is fundraising often wins and with McConnell and with McCarthy in charge of fundraising in both houses. How realistic is it that they can change uh, leadership? Well, I, well I, think, I think, you know, a lot of candidates are raising money from the grassroots and, uh, and it turns into millions, if not tens of millions of dollars where, you, you know, you're, you're seeing, you know, the average person willing to donate to campaigns that we're not used to seeing. That's how Donald Trump you know, one in 2016, he wasn't getting the big, Absolutely. big inside party bundlers. He, he, he ended up raising $270 million on the internet from people that knew they were sending money to a billionaire, but he was, as I said, a blue collar billionaire. So, yep. you know, I, I think you're going to see the same thing this year where, whether it's Herschel Walker in Georgia or whether it's a, uh, you know, whether it's a, uh, like I said, Jim Lehman in Arizona or, or, uh, you know, other, other candidates where, um, they're getting, they're getting support. I mean, Lee Zeldin in New York, he came through the Republican convention today with 85% and he's, there's other opponents in the race and might be a self-funder in the race, but Lee Zeldin has like over 30,000 donations to his campaign and he's raised $10 million. So, um, you know, people, people realize that the country needs a change and they're willing to invest in that change for candidates who support what they believe in. Well, I, let's hope that we're going to see, and I, I, as we conclude here, I wanna ask you a question on the rhinos and the party. I've asked a number of congressmen in the House, particularly, uh, most especially, uh, what is the ratio of, uh, of rhinos to, uh, to conservative Republicans? And the answer that seems to be most frequent is, there is a cohort of about 50 at either side of the uh, spectrum, uh, 50 conservatives, 50 uh, rhinos within the House. Do you see that ratio changing and how important is it that there be uh, a change in that ratio? Well, I think it's going to change because, first of all, you know, rhinos is the least offensive term compared to those Republicans who say voted for impeachment. And so when you look at a race that really matters, Wyoming, Liz Cheney's running for reelection and uh, Harriet Hageman's running against her. We got to make sure that Liz Cheney loses. And in uh, uh, Alaska, you've got uh, Senator Murkowski running. So we've got to make sure that Kelly Chewbacca wins that race because, I mean, it's, you know, on one hand, when you look at that January 6th committee, you've got Kinzinger, who's not going to run for reelection and Cheney. But then they wouldn't let Jim Jordan or or Jim Banks on those committees who are Republican support uh, Trump supporters or name. They wouldn't let Kevin McCarthy name Republicans to be on that committee. So it's a kangaroo court. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, and it the media doesn't cover that. And it's like so anybody who participates in the in the phony you know impeachments that they had in the persecution of Donald Trump should be gone. I mean, absolutely. You know whether whether they choose on their own not to run, but we got to make sure we beat them in primaries because, um, 
you know, the, 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 the house Republicans that voted to impeach the president, you know, uh, Murkowski voted to impeach the president. They got to be beat. And because they did a disservice to the country and, you know, a lot of the, that impeachment was based on, you know, the, the first impeachment was Russian collusion. That's a total fraud that, that Durham's, uh, charges against, you know, people that participate in that now, and that investigation proving it was a total fraud. And then, you know, January 6th, the, the, they, they impeached a private citizen and put him on trial because uh, Donald yep. Trump was out of office at that point. So, I mean, if, if we allow them to continue with that kind of, uh, uh, you know, political persecution and mean spiritedness, um, they could go after anybody in the United States and we'll lose, you know, the idea of, justice and 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 honesty and integrity in government forever so i mean there's high stakes here well said as always john mclaughlin we thank you so much and uh and i i just can't imagine uh anyone uh not paying attention to everything that you just said when they go to the polls in november uh, because it is as you say absolutely critical John, we always give our guests the very last word here. Uh, your concluding thoughts. Well, I, I mean, it's a long way between now and November. And I think the important thing is we have to make sure the Republicans don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Got to go out there and work for good candidates to win primaries and then make sure they get elected in November. So, um, so for your listeners, uh, we're really just beginning. It's just, you know, it's just March. And the primaries are just starting and we got to get the right people nominated. And then we got to make sure they win in November. There's still a lot of time for the Democrats to recover. So we need to make sure they don't. <laughs> so we got to save America. Amen. Thank you so much, John. Uh, we certainly do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, look forward to our next conversation. Thanks for all you, you do. Uh, and uh, God bless you. John McLaughlin right. of the McLaughlin Group. And I want to say to each and every one of you, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. Join us again tomorrow for the Great America Podcast. Stay in the fight. Truth, justice, and the American way will prevail against all enemies, against all odds. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.